and welcome back to The Perfect Score, a classical music podcast. In today's episode about Johann Sebastian Bach's first cello suite, I'll be exploring the work and playing new sections on the viola. First, I am going to share with you a little bit of Bach's background so you know where he is coming from with his music. Johann Sebastian Bach was a German composer and musician who lived from 1685 to 1750. He was born into a family of musicians and showed talent from a very early age. Bach's music is considered a big part of the Baroque period and has had a lot of influence on subsequent composers. Bach had lots of positions as a musician and composer throughout his life. He served as a church organist, court musician, and music director in different cities in Germany. His compositions encompassed a wide range of musical forms, including organ works, orchestral suites, concertos, cantatas, and chorales. Bach's music is characterized by its complexity, technical mastery, and profound emotional expression. His works often display intricate counterpoint, rich harmonies, and elaborate structures. Some of his most famous compositions include the Brandenburg Concertos, the Well-Tempered Clavier, the Mass in B Minor, and the St. Matthew's Passion. Regardless of his incredible talent, Bach was not famous during his lifetime. It was only in the 19th century that his music gained appreciation and acclaim. Today, Bach is regarded as one of the greatest composers in Western classical music history, and his works continue to be performed and admired by musicians and audiences worldwide. Now, zooming in on the cello suites. Bach wrote six suites for unaccompanied cello around 1720. A suite of dances was popular form for this era, showcasing dance forms originating in various parts of Europe, each with its own distinctive rhythm, tempo, and character. These dance suites were really meant for listening, not to be actually danced to, and sometimes when they are played it's hard to imagine being able to dance to them. There are countless ways to interpret these pieces though. Bach did not put markings on them, so you can choose your own bowing, articulation, phrasing, and tempo. You just have to follow the harmonies and let them guide you. The works showcase Bach's amazing understanding of the cello and his ability to create intricate and expressive music within a solo instrument. They are infinitely creative and allow for infinite creativity of the musician playing them. They stand as a testament for Bach's genius and remain a cornerstone of the cello repertoire, also appreciated by violists as a big part of our repertoire. So, as someone just starting out on the viola, and new to the Bach cello suites, I wanted to share my first attempts at learning and understanding the first cello suite. It consists of six movements, the prelude, an allemande, a courant, a sarabande, two minuets, and a gigue. So I'll start with the prelude. I would say it's one of the most recognisable pieces ever written. The prelude gets the suite started off by establishing the key, establishing the motifs, setting the stage for what's to come. The bass note, G, remains constant and grounding, and the harmony unfolds on top of it. This is called a pedal G. 
because it uses the key of G and the dominant D. It utilizes the resonant open strings of the instrument, which gives it a clean, open character. Here is me playing the beginning of the prelude. Now, going on to the middle of the prelude, this is where the tension starts building. And toward the end, we reach a very recognisable climax with a chromatic scale barrelage, and then in final triumph, the bass note switches to the high G instead of the low G. After the prelude, the Allemande is the next movement, which is a German dance in 4-4 time with a specific rhythmic structure and moderate tempo. It has a rolling, flowing character where the motives are repeated without ever using the same sequence of notes. In this movement, you really get to hear the sense that the G major is in back and forth conversation with D major. Here is the beginning of the Allemande which is quite noble and confident, as you can hear. Here is a short extract from the middle of the Alamand, where it gets quite interesting highlight getting to the peak. Now we move on to a current, a quick Italian dance in triple meter originating from the word running. The beginning is quite playful and jolly. Perfect fifths give it a stability and strength. <laughs> Then, as we get into the middle section, it's a bit like a B section in the ABA structure.
And here is the end of the current, bringing the dance to a quite satisfying close. Next, we have a very nice saraband, a slower Spanish dance, which is in triple meter. Here are the rich rolling chords of the opening. It's a stately dance, but to me it has a casual, slightly wandering quality. And here's where it starts to go to the ending, an almost improvisational wandering around to the finish. Next, we have two quite contrasting minuets. These are elegant dances which are in 3-4 meter. Here's the start of the first and I think it has more of a formal quality. Then we move to the second minuet, which switches into D minor, building quite a contrast. Now to round this whole suite off, we have a jig which was the typical way of ending a suite of dances, with a lively jig. I think the main thing to understand about this work is the rich harmonies created by a succession of arpeggiated notes, one at a time. When we listen, our brains connect them into chords after the fact, and we get the effect of harmony in motion. Also, Bach was a master of polyphonic music, but how could he achieve that in work for a solo instrument which mostly plays one note at a time?
He has an incredible trick of making it sound as if a single musician were really multiple musicians, each playing within a certain range to have a sort of conversation. Again, this reaches the ear almost as though it is layered, almost as though Bach can affect the way time rolls forward. And instead of hearing one note at a time, we hear many things at once. This is what makes Bach such a genius and his music so mysterious and compelling. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Perfect Score. You can find me on Instagram at Perfect Score Podcast. You can find me on Twitter, and yes, I'm still calling it Twitter, at Perfect Score FM. You can also visit my website at PerfectScore.fm. Thank you, and goodbye.